Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to TC Live, day two at the Miami Open. We are going to break down all the big highlights, hear from Naomi Osaka on how she is feeling on and off the court. But first, the biggest news in tennis broke last night concerning world number one, Ash Barty. Ash Barty's a clay corner now. Your 2019 Roland Garros champion. Wimbledon champion. Ash Barty, the tears are coming. Ash Barty continues to cement her status as the best player on the planet. And the best player on the planet is going to retire. Steve Weissman, Chanda Rubin, Paul Anacone in our Santa Monica studios. Welcome to TC Live. Ash Barty last night, Monday night, said she is done with the sport of tennis. Second time she has retired, uh, said it's not the right way, it's not the wrong way, it is my way. Chanda, what was your reaction? It was a, a little bit of shock. Obviously, you know, seeing Ash Barty win in Australia, it was really special moments, winning her home slam, knowing how much it meant to her, and just watching how she worked her way through that draw. And little did, you know, for me at least, expect her to hang up the rackets when it just seemed like she was in such a great position on such a high in terms of her tennis, one of the biggest moments of her career. But, you know, it's a personal decision, and that's one of the things you learn about every player. You've got to do it your way. You've got to do what you feel is best. And Ash Barty, she's done that throughout her career. Yeah, you know, it's always bittersweet, right, because we all have these preconceived ideas of how it should be, how should you retire, and how you should retire is how you want to retire. And that's exactly what Ash Barty did. And to retire at such a young age, it, it always asks more questions, right? It begs us more questions as to why. But uh, I think it's a pretty simple answer for Ash Barty. And she told us, I mean, she's happy. She's fulfilled. She's given tennis everything she possibly had. And, and she's had enough. And she wants new chapters in her life. She seems so content. She seems so solid with where she is and her life and her relationship and being at home and, and just feels like she's so thrilled with what she did, but it's time to turn the page. So this is her way, which is the right way. Dropping the mic on a Hall of Fame career, Barty made the announcement on her Instagram page in an interview with her former doubles partner, Casey Delacqua. I'll be retiring from tennis, and it's the first time I've actually said it out loud, and um, yeah, it's, it's hard to say, but I'm so happy, and I'm so ready, and I just know at the moment in my heart for me as a person, this is right. I just had that gut feeling after, after Wimbledon. There was just a little part of me that wasn't quite satisfied, wasn't quite fulfilled. And then came the challenge of, of the Australian Open. And I think that for me just feels like the most perfect way, my perfect way to celebrate what an amazing journey my tennis career has been. As a person, this is, this is what I want. Um, 
this is I want to I want to chase after some other dreams that that I've always wanted to do and always have that really healthy balance. But um, I'm really really excited. I know how much work it takes to to bring the best out of yourself. It's just I, I don't have that in me anymore. I don't have the the physical drive, the emotional um, want, and and kind of everything it takes to to challenge yourself at the very top of the level anymore. And I think I just know that I'm absolutely. I, I am spent, but now I think it's important that I get to enjoy um, the next phase of my life as, as Ash Barty the person, not, not Ash Barty the athlete. Well, this is the second time that Ash Barty has stepped away from the game, and since returning in 2016, she won three major singles titles on three different surfaces, 15 titles overall in singles, 12 in doubles, Leaves with 114 straight weeks at number one, 121 overall. She's undefeated this year and won 25 of her last 26 matches. Last loss came to Shelby Rogers at the U.S. Open last year. So, Barty 2.0, certainly a Hall of Fame career, just one month shy, Chanda, of her 26th birthday. What do you think her legacy will be? Well, you know, I think obviously looking at that resume, Hall of Fame uh, career, no doubt about it, and just the way she's gone about her craft, you know, the person she's been on and off the court. She's one of the nicest players in the locker room, but still one of the fiercest competitors. And I think that will always be synonymous with her name and even singles and doubles as a complete player. Uh, But I think, you know, you think about her retiring uh, when she was very young. And I think you also will... Uh, make it synonymous with Barty, the fact that she's done it her way, the fact that, you know, she wasn't led by expectations, by, you know, what others thought she should be doing. That first retirement, that was what felt right to her, went and played a whole nother sport on a professional level as an incredible athlete. Um, We'll think of her that way as well. But it takes a lot of guts, you know, to walk away from a sport uh, when people think you're crazy in a way. And I think the same thing can be said now. You know, she has given it all. Um, and I think that is probably what we'll think most of her at the end of the day. Yeah, it's got to be, look, I wish I had this problem, but it's got to be so crazy to think she's just recently won two majors and she's at the top of her game and she's going to stop. And, and that's how you know someone's really content with themselves. I remember when Pete Sampras was trying to figure out how to retire. He'd won the U.S. Open 2002, and for a number of months, he was kind of going back and forth. He kind of wanted to, but didn't really. Do I have it in me? Do I not? And I remember one day waking up and going to his house and practicing, and out of the blue, he just goes, I got it, I'm done. And I said, what do you mean you're done? He goes, well, I realize I'm done. I said, what made you realize it? And he goes, I've got nothing to prove to myself anymore. doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. I know what it took for me to do what I've done, and I'm happy with it. I want to go on to the next chapter. So it's this inner reflection, whether Pete at 30 or 31 is doing that or Ash Barty at 25, it's the same thing. I think for us as fans and for sports people in the tennis family, we look at Ash and we go, we'd love for you just to go for a few more years. I mean, I'm going to miss so much watching her play. There there are so few great players, but there are fewer great people, Mm. you know, and she ticks both, both of those boxes. So... All I can say is have a great life, have a great next chapter. As you both mentioned, I mean, she was beloved in the locker room, and the reaction on social media from the entire tennis world has come out. Serena Williams saying, I can't lie, I was sad to read your decision, but also happy for your new chapter. Always your fan, close up and afar, sending all my love. And how about Andy Murray? Happy for Ash Barty, 
gutted for tennis. What a player. I think we all feel that way. We got even more reaction to this news on our desk in Miami today. I just really admired her for like how hard she worked and um, just how nice she was to everyone. So I kind of wanted to be more like her and I wanted to feel like how she probably feels now, which is like she left everything on the court and she has no regrets. Thank you, Ash, for everything you did for the sport. You are at, tournament directors aren't supposed to have favorites, but you are definitely one of my favorites. The only person I gave the trophy to here at the Hard Rock Stadium. You will be missed by me and by so many fans across the world. Ash, you will be so missed. I don't think there was anyone that I enjoyed getting beat by, but you might be the exception. I am so happy for your retirement, and I hope you enjoy every single minute of it. So as you can see, I mean, everybody is going to miss Ash Party on the court. Uh, we wish her the best, all the happiness, and wait to see what that next chapter entails. Maybe professional golf. <laughs> Who knows? But uh, Ash Party yeah. can do whatever she wants now. And we're going to get not only a new world number one, we're also going to get a new champion in Miami. Ash Party was the two-time defending women's champion at the Miami Open. And Naomi Osaka began her quest today, playing for the first time since that emotional exit to Indian Wells in the second round. Chanda, after being heckled by a fan, taking on Astra Sharma today. And this was a very clean match for Naomi Osaka, one where, you know, she was clearly the favorite, more firepower, the serve, she had that going. But these aren't the easiest of matches when all the pressure is on one side, and Osaka handled it very well. The serve was huge throughout the day, did not face a break point all match, and only lost a couple of points when she got that first serve in. Uh, but she talked about this match being a little more physical than the scoreline because Sharma is such a good athlete. But Osaka, again, with the weapons on the forehand side, she looked comfortable with her movement and in these conditions, very used to playing in Florida, and got through this one in a very clean fashion. Picks up her 50th career WTA 1000 victory. Osaka spoke on the Tennis Channel desk about how she's feeling right now. A part of me thinks, like, anything I do from now on is like a bonus, you know? Um, like, I shouldn't stress too much about my results. I should just focus on, like, the energy that I'm putting out into the world. But I'm a really competitive person, so, you know, if I lose in the second round, of course I'm going to get upset. But I feel like the world is always spinning, so, um, you know, there's a new day is another adventure. That second round match is going to be against Angie Kerber. It's not going to be easy for either of those players. What stood out to you about what she had to say and how she performed? Just her perspective. You know, I think we forget how young all these superstars are. And, and, and Naomi's been in front of the spotlight for a number of years already. It's gone through so much. And you can listen to her and her self-reflection trying to figure out the best way forward for her. You know, happy and healthy, good perspective about putting the right energy out there. And it's got to be tough for these great players. Let's not forget, every time they play, they generally don't make much news unless they lose. Right. So that, that's a tough spot to be in. I think she's really going to come into her own this year. I think she's going to get a really good understanding what she needs for herself. And when she does, she is going to be a nightmare to play on the other side of the court. And today she looked sharp, a lot of power, controlled the tempo of the rallies. Like you said, Shanna, 27 out of 29 for serve points. It was fun to watch. Yeah, I think you hear over and over Naomi Osaka say, you know, I'm still figuring it out. I'm still, you know, trying to, to get to what that perfect place is. And that is true, I think, for any athlete 
um, at that age, but especially in tennis where it's an individual sport and where there isn't really a blueprint. Everybody has their own journey, and certainly she is a global megastar, and she's got to work through that and figure it out, um, you know, how she wants to be on and off the court. And I think, you know, she's starting to really embrace that part of the process. You know, Ash Barty, she has helped a lot of players kind of have at least some, uh, you know, goal, I guess, to shoot for. And I think that's a good thing. So hopefully for Osaka, she can keep feeling good and playing good tennis because it's fun to watch. We're all still trying to figure it out. So, I mean, <laughs> exactly. listen, listen, Naomi, I mean, it's, this isn't easy, but she's got that big spotlight on her. Looking forward to that second-round match against Angie Kerber. We'll have more highlights still to come here on TC Live. Straight ahead, we focus on the Stars and Stripes. 26 Americans in the draw. So, who's there for a good time and who's there for a long time? Blessings on blessings as TC Live rolls on. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Chanda Paul and Steve back on TC Live, one of two former women's champs in the draw. Sloane Stevens rose the tro- raised the trophy in 2018 after defeating Elena Ostapenko, the last women's champion at Crandon Park, just 35 miles from where Sloane was born. Of course, Hard Rock Stadium is even closer to home for Stevens and playing her first-round match under the lights. She's the last American woman to win the title in Miami, Chanda. Yeah, and, and a little bit of pressure coming in uh, to this match because Stevens was the favorite. Udvardi, not as much experience and she got off to a good start. Udvardi did, uh, got that break, but Stevens just held her ground, held her nerves, started out you know, really passive, but got a little more aggressive at the end of that first set, able to tuck that away. But Udvardi again got up in the second and just wondered when Sloan would kind of pull it together again. This was always her match to win. She had more weapons, more firepower, and when she used it, you could really see that come into play more and more. Using her wills there at the end, though, to finally get over the finish line. Solid victory for Stevens. A little passive, but it's something she can really build on. Impressive way to finish that match for Sloan. She'll get American Jesse Pagula next. Allie Risk, Lauren Davis, Madison Brangle all winning today. On the American side, tough loss, though, for the 17-year-old Robin Montgomery going out to Anna Kalinskaya in a third-set tiebreak. Paul, uh, what did you make of Sloan and the way she was able to finish today? Well, look, I think one of the biggest challenges for every player is to fight their default mode. Hmm. And Sloan's default mode is, is counterpunching and, and to be re- reactive because she's such an amazing athlete. It's so hard to hit through her. So she does such a great job of absorbing and redirecting. But like Chanda said, if she goes a little too far, she can become too passive. And that's kind of what she did today. And she got down 3-0 in the second. Then all of a sudden, just gradually got a little more offensive, a little more clear, uh, a little more confident about playing power tennis, but controlled power tennis. And when she does that and she has that balance, she's amazing. And that's why she won the U.S. Open 2017. And that's why she uh, can and should be one of the best players in the world. Sloan Pagula, who are you picking? 
That's a tough one. I mean, I think, you know, in that type of match, I think uh, Sloan will step up a little bit more because she has to. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see which power game wins out. Pagula with, you know, a few more matches consistently under her belt, but Steven certainly with the ability. All right. Uh, a lot of American men in action as well, including two UCLA Bruins. Former NCAA champion Mackie McDonald looking to make the second round for the third time in Miami. An all-college tennis matchup, Paul, against former Tulane star Dominic Kupfer. This was an absolute war. Mackie lost a brutal first set tiebreak, 10-8. Went nowhere, won the second set, 6-4. Third set, I didn't know what was going on, Steve. Seven breaks of serve. No one could gain momentum and then sustain it. And it was really difficult, but finally on the third match point, Mackie gets the unforced error and wins the breakathon. A terrific mental effort from Mackie McDonald. And then the other Bruin in action, Maxime Cressy, making his main draw debut in Miami against Emil Roussevori. The Finn took out Carlos Alcaraz and Sasha Zverev here last year, Paul. So he's got good memories. Yeah, this is a tough matchup for Cressy if he doesn't serve great. And he didn't today. Served a little bit under 60% and only won half of his second serve points. Does a good job on his first serve. But Rusevari is a great striker. The tennis ball did a better job when he got to neutral, which was always on his serve. And then returning second serves, he really did a nice job not letting Cressy get comfortable thinking about coming forward. It was always from a little bit more of a position of desperation than strength for Maxime Cressy. So a heck of a job for Rusevari. Faces Yannick Sinner next. That is a rematch from the fourth round last year. Some other American men who have yet to take the court, including the number one ranked American, the 11 seed, Taylor Fritz. Also, Sevi Korda, who had a nice run to the quarterfinals here last year. Jensen Brooksby, Tommy Paul, Jack Sock, who was able to come through qualifying, and J.J. Wolf as well. Chanda, uh, which of these names could go the furthest in Miami. Well, we've also got Francis Tiafoe, who's playing his first match, even though uh, Nakashima has won three. Mm. They play each other uh, in that second round. But, you know, it'd be interesting to see. I'm curious with Taylor Fritz. How will he beat physically after that huge win in uh, Indian Wells? Terrific stuff. Number one American. So a lot of guys kind of watching him, seeing what he did, how implausible that seemed mm -hmm. uh, at one point, and how wonderful he played, how wonderfully he played there down the stretch. So you know, I'd like to see how, how he does. I'll be curious to see Brooksby as well. You know, he's been uh, fun to watch, and I think that's a very doable first match for him. Uh, and Tommy Paul has been playing some terrific mm -hmm. tennis. So, you know, hopefully some of those guys can kind of get through. If they're not playing another American, Lots of I won't have an opinion. Stripes, Steve. Lots of stars <laughs> Real quick, stripes. Paul, how, how's Taylor feeling? How, how's Good. the ankle? Hit some Good. balls this evening. Feels pretty good. He said it's stiff. He got the clear from the MRI, and he said he will be good to go on Saturday. Wow. All right. Fritz is Our good man. to go. He that is, is the latest something. update here on TC Live. <laughs> Much more still to get to here on the show. Not nearly finished. We've got our best shot from today's matches, but also a special edition hot shot. We flash back to 95, one of the best rivalries the sport has ever seen. Welcome back. Taking a look at the matches on our regional sports networks. And T2 tomorrow. Leif Shires, Tracy Austin on the call. Jensen Brooksby, his first match, 1 p.m. Eastern. And then how about Joe Wilfred Sanga taking on the Aussie Jordan Thompson. Looking forward to those. The late match under the lights tonight. It was two-time semifinalist Nick Kyrgios coming off his first 
Masters quarterfinal in five years. First meeting with Adrian Manorino, Paul. Yeah, we know how difficult Manorino can be to match up with that flat two-hander and takes your time away. Nick Kyrgios was having a good time in this first set. He had a great time with the angle two-hander. Even Nick surprised himself there. Did a great job winning that tiebreak 7-3. Had a little bit of an issue in the first set. Trainer had to come on the court, look at the knee, but he is such a tremendous shot maker. So much fun to watch when the talents are in full flight. Can do so many things with the tennis ball. There redirects, no problem at all to break serve and just ices it with that beautiful slider up the tee. So a terrific win from Nick Kyrgios. Looking to get back inside the top 100. Kyrgios. Is moving. Be positive. I love there you that. Go. Good stuff, Nick. All right, time to enter the social net. Take a look at this. This was a taste of tennis. Uh, Mackie McDonald <laughs> posted this photo with Riley great. Opelka, and uh, we're missing Riley's face because he's so tall. And look at these comments. Uh, Opelka came in and said, uh, you're a fun-sized, super nice guy. <laughs> Nobody likes to be called fun-sized. Uh, Madison Key said, okay, these made me chuckle. And uh, Jen Brady, L-M-A-O. Chanda, uh, <laughs> It's tough being a short king. It is, but if it's your post, you have <laughs> the you right want. to crop anybody's right. head out if that's how it works what out. Are, what are friends for? you got to give them a hard time. <laughs> oh, that. that was good. Uh, back to our top story, Ash Barty retiring. Look at the WTA top ten rankings from last year after Miami until now, Paul. You found this online. Two of the players are retired, and, and how far some of these other players have dropped. I mean, it's incredible. You look at Pliskova and Sabalenka right there inside the top 10, and then next is Simona at 19. But look at what happens after that. Retired, 119, 241, 98. It's amazing, and uh, it tells you how much depth there is in the women's game and how difficult it is to stay at the top and to be dominant. So for... Our good friend, Ash Barty, you did some amazing stuff. Yeah, it's been incredible. I think the person cropped off was Tiki Burtons, who is retired. Uh, but it's just amazing when you look at this list, the real only real staple of it at that number has been Ash Barty. Right. And she's retiring now. So it is so it's a vacuum, really. And there's so much opportunity for players trying to get up and certainly to get to number one for the first time. It'll be interesting to see how the next month or two shapes up. Iga Sviantek, not even on the list, and, and she's probably going to be the next world number one on the women's side. All right, we've got uh, a, a youngster trying to practice being real close to the baseline. Uh, Chanda, what do you make of this uh, this practice here with the caution tape? Never, don't go back. Don't Never go cross the police line. Right? <laughs> don't go any further back than that. I mean, that's not a bad way to teach a player to stay closer to the baseline, play a little more aggressive tennis, but uh, it's a when little the scary. It's tangled up in the tape, yeah, though. That's I mean, got to be tricky. Is this what you and Angst use it in Carson, Paul? No, you just say stand <laughs> on the baseline, and then as soon as they don't, you yell at them. <laughs> Do not cross behind that line. That's, that's tough. Love it, though. All right, we'll wrap up the show on TC Live after a break. Welcome back. It is our flashback hot shot. Sanford's Agassi, 1995 final, 15th meeting between these two. Oh, look who's there. That's me when I had hair, but you can't tell because the hat's on. Boy, these guys had some battles, guys. I, I think they played five times this year. Andre beat Pete in Australia, then Pete won right before this in Indian Wells, and Andre got his revenge here. They had some unbelievable wars. I used to love watching them play. Uh, arguably 
the greatest ball striker I've ever seen that guy on the run and one of the greatest talents with one of the best serves and one of the most laser like focuses that man right there Mr. Pete Sampras. And to today's hot shot as we fast forward to 2022 Astroworld former Vandy star Astro Sharma sliding into the DMs. I mean, is this going to be Pete Sampras like here? Wow. Are we going back to that? That's pretty amazing, though. Oh, he is man. A terrific athlete, Sharma is. And my leg hurts. Yeah, I've been in the that. hospital. I, I have that to one for about be honest. The power there. Out yeah. wide, that's pretty impressive. Very impressive. Taking a look at something impressive. It's oh, our Thursday featured that. matches. Got Layla Fernandez in action, Sebi Korda, Naomi Osaka, Emma Raducanu, Andy Murray, and Arena Sabalenka. Let's go back to the Hard Rock for a preview with Danny Prakash. Thanks, Steve. Back here at the Tennis Channel Cadillac desk. Looking forward to Thursday action, especially that match between Emma Raducanu and Katarina Sinyakova. What do you expect to see out of the U.S. Open champ? Sinyakova is a tough competitor, so it's a brutal first-round match. But Raducanu has as many eyeballs on her as you could possibly imagine in this world right now. And she hasn't even completed a full year at this level. She's never played the French Open. Last year at Wimbledon is where she made that run to the round of 16. So now dealing with all these big companies that she has on board, all the new eyeballs she's still finding her way so i'm trying to keep the expectations low even though i want her to do well i think she's brilliant for the sport and uh, just try to come out with a strong first round i do think she's the favorite though i want her to come out and win as well so we can talk about her tiffany's sponsorship so we can talk some diamonds it's going to be a stuff. fun day yeah. of action let's get it back over to steve in santa monica tiffany's we can talk dior i mean emma's got porsche she just signed with porsche a lot of brands flying around, Steve. A lot yes, of brands. lots of brands. And we don't need to give them more airtime, Steve. We don't? They, we don't. Okay. Not at all. Maybe they'll start they hooking us plenty. up. They are getting plenty with them. <laughs> any, any, any other matches you're looking forward to? That Osaka-Kerber? That'll be interesting. Definitely looking forward to that one, as well as uh, Muhova and Fernandez. I love how Muhova plays. Aggressive player, looking to come in and attack. So that'll be an interesting matchup as well. How about Andy Murray in action? Yeah, Murray's going to, you know, and if he wins, doesn't he play Medvedev? Yes. So there's a little more emphasis for Andy to get past it. And uh, Seb Korda, who's he playing? Davidovich Pokemon? Yes. That's going to be a fun one, too. So, look, it is a full day, and we got it covered, even with all our brands, right, Steve? With all the brands. Brands everywhere. I, what, what are you expecting to see from Emma tomorrow? I'm not sure. I really don't know. It's going to be a ton of wind. She's so gifted. But again, we keep getting thrown all over the place with our own expectations. As long as she's getting better, she'll be doing just fine. And uh, she's going to, we just got to give her a little bit of time. Yeah. Well, I, I want to go back to brand, Steve. Okay. Your brand. I love this suit. Yeah. This, Thank uh, you. This, Hugo, this Hugo, you kick you look, Hugo. Gonna, this is a Paul Smith. We're coordinated. Okay. Paul Smith. That's yeah. They're switching it. it up a little bit. <laughs> going with the royal purple. Thank you, Chanda. I get Looking mine good. from the uh, that French store, Target. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I understand your language, <laughs> Paul. I do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for Chanda Rubin, Paul Anico, and I'm Steve Weissman. Thanks for watching TC Live. Our coverage of the Miami Open continues next.